and welcome to the super colorful original telecommunicated transmission, otherwise known as Scottcast. We are on episode 51. We're having a fantastic time. We're coming right off episode 50 celebration with the loser, fan favorite Ian Dixon. How's it feel to lose? Uh, it's a new experience. I don't know. It kind of uh, is. You, uh, you've had it in the bag for the past 50 episodes, it's pretty like much handily winning any competition between you and Sneaky D. It was like a vicarious win, though. It's still, still in the Dixon camp. That's true. So I'm not that bothered by it. Yeah, last episode we had uh, two teams. You and Emily were a team, and Sneaky D and your wife, Bronwyn, was on a team. And eventually she became Sneaky B, which I don't know. Is that infidelity, do you think, a little bit? I mean, he's the he's the id. Yeah. He's, he's pure sexual dynamo, and now Bronwyn's kind of going right along with his name and everything. Well, she mentioned that... Uh, he kind of reminded her of her brother, uh, so it was like a more of a sibling, more vibe. fraternal. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, I met Evan. Uh, I met Evan mm-hmm. once, and yeah, okay, I can kind of see mm-hmm. Sneaky D being a little bit of that sort. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's not so terrible then, I guess. Yeah. So did did, did uh, Brownwin try to rub it in over Thanksgiving? No. Um, did she bring it up to the family to kind of brag? <laughs> Try and keep this uh, on, on the low down in front of the fam. Yo, Scott Cass doesn't get mentioned in front of the, in the Dixon, extended I mean, Dixon household? Not a whole lot of anything gets mentioned in the Dixon household. <laughs> <laughs> the world's most silent dinner. We're, we're quiet, awkward family. Quiet and awkward. Yeah. That's like, do you, is there a tension with the quietness or? Oh, sometimes. I don't know. I mean, uh, is it quiet because people don't yeah. understand each other or quiet just because they have nothing to say? I think the latter. It's like a lot of small talk, and that's how I got so comfortable with awkward pauses. And so that I'm, I guess that's helped me in my therapy. Uh, yeah, and Scott Cancers. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess this is an example of it. And you're fine. I'm good. I'm struggling inside right now. That's that's kind of how I've learned to cope. Is like all the pressure is on you. I don't. I can. We can have an hour of silence, and it'll be a fine Scott cast in my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Just release it. As long as I don't say anything stupid. That's that's a thought. Yeah. <laughs> Master Charles just press presses play, and then it's over, mm-hmm. and it skips to the next podcast. And whose name's on it? Scott. That's right. Scott Cass. Charles right in. Scott, what were you doing? What were you thinking about? I was have none I was the blames I on none of the blames on fan favorite. All the blame should have been on fan favorite. Like that's like your job in Scott Cass City is to make sure the actual things happen. I'm just a figurehead. I hold back and wait for the lightning to strike and I it's gold every time. That's that's right? true. That's true. That's my secret. That does help. That's that, Dave's problem, is he's just vomiting out whatever comes to his mind. And Yeah, sometimes it's great, but a lot of the times it's yeah. like, what are you saying? It's a total non sequitur. We get it. You like Elon Musk. Yeah, we get it. <laughs> By the way. We got an email bag. Mm-hmm. We got an email bag from none other than Sneaky B herself. And guess what it's concerning? Is it a, a Musk mail? It's Musk. It's it's Musk mail. 
We got musk mail. This is an update from Bronwyn's friend who Mm -hmm. was employed and mentioned in the Condemn or Defend episode. On Thanksgiving. Thankful for Elon Musk's brilliant brain and care for the world. Thank you for this amazing new career path. Looks like job's going well with Elon. Yeah. Looks like things are going good. Well, it's like week one for her, so Um, we'll see how things go. Well, there's some people who got fired before they even showed up in California. Yeah. California. So I guess she's a senior official now. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, and I I know Ariel from when when her and Parliament hung out, so I wish her all the best. Yeah. Do you think... do you think uh, what, what she's a very sciencey person? Obviously, if she's, I mean, they she's very uh, outgoing. She's outgoing. Is she like a PR person here? Is she going to handle his Twitter? I don't know what what her specific position is. I think she is something in like sort of the marketing area or like uh, product promotion or something. But her and Brian I met from uh, Sephora. Sephora. Okay, so she was working. Painting people up. Yeah. And then she became part owner of Tesla. Somehow, yeah. And now she's in charge of Elon Musk's Twitter feed. She's got the red pedo button. <laughs> <laughs> Elon's always texting her. We gotta call this guy a pedo. He's he's talking against the he's talking against the family. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, I mean do what you gotta do, I guess. Sneaky B wrote wrote in positive for elon musk 100 percent. so it's episode 51 uh, you've you've performed valiantly mm-hmm. for 49 episodes basically yeah. and then on episode 50 sneaky b uh pulled the rug out from under you mm-hmm. and took the victory and when i was at home thinking about that turn of events drinking myself mm-hmm. to death in a stupor. That's what it does. Yeah. I, could, I couldn't help but think, I need to give you another shot. Mm-hmm. And so I texted you. I said, okay, I need you to get drunk and listen to jazz. We need to capture the magic that we had before. Mm-hmm. And did you do that? Did you get drunk and listen to jazz to get to these uh, news articles? or No. You brought some news articles. I brought some news articles. I was at work when I... I got these, so I was oh, not, okay. not drinking. Oh, okay. okay. That's, that's good to that's good to clarify. You're yeah. at work. Uh, I did do some some drunk jazz listening later, but it was uh, purely for fun. Yeah, it it didn't. I mean, you can't just like you can't chase the the magic. You got to just let it happen. Were you were you trying to make it happen when you were drunk listening to jazz? It was just something I do sometimes. Oh, okay, you just happen. Yeah. It's Thursday, time to get drunk and listen to jazz. But I mean, if it was going to happen, I was listening to Magma, okay. which is like that space jazz from France where they made up their own language and stuff. So it's people speaking a completely different language, mm-hmm. making up a completely different language. Yeah. And that's what you're listening to. And it's jazz, mm-hmm. a musical language that is uh, often unfamiliar. For well, I mean, people. loosely jazz. It's got jazz influences, but it's like. Uh, it's its own thing. It's 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 they they made up a new jazz language <laughs> <laughs> from pre- previous jazz languages. So it's mostly just made up. Yeah. And you were listening to it. I mm-hmm. guess I think you went too far out. 
because you were listening to Sun Ra, and there's some rooting in life and reality with Sun Ra. Whereas this one, it's still uh, this, pretty spacey. It's pretty spacey, but 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 it's almost allegorical in its spaciness. Mm-hmm. Whereas the French space people, I, it, it seems like the whole idea is escapism. Mm-hmm. The whole idea is just being as out there as possible. Like, what do they have any messages? The French space people. Um, if they do, I don't understand them. <clears throat> okay. Like it's all all about recycling. I have no idea. Reduce, reuse, recycle. Did you know that that's a that's an order and a hierarchy, not just a sequence? Yeah. Uh, if if at all possible, you reduce first. That is ideal. And if at all possible, after that, you'll reuse what you do. Mm-hmm. And if you can't reduce or reuse what you're using, make sure you can recycle it. Me, I just throw shit away. Well. We recycle a lot of content. We do recycle a lot of content. <laughs> We've definitely not reduced our uh, our output, though. We have not reduced our output. No. I mean, we're at 51. I halfway made a, uh, succeeded in my promise mm-hmm. so far this year. And we've got a whole month ahead of us. We can get to 60. We can get to 60. We might be able to get to 75, which would be another game episode. 75% is passing. That's like a C plus, isn't it? 60's passing, technically. 60's passing. It's like a D minus. Yeah. Not not doing well, but... Yeah, it's passing, and then your dad beats you with a belt. <laughs> <laughs> but it's passing. And I don't want Master Charles to show up and beat me with a belt, you know? Yeah. I met, For some reason, I imagine he'd be the one mm-hmm. most perturbed by this. Remember Tim and Drew's show? Yeah. They... They fell off the face of the earth. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did an episode with them, episode 11, mm-hmm. called The Scott and Drew Show, like a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And they published a 12th episode, which apparently got them in trouble with someone's baby mama. Oh. And ever since then, like that episode had been removed, and not even a peep from The Tim and Drew Show mm-hmm. over in Scott Castland. That's not a shame. A peep. Drew was, uh, he should be like a special correspondent for scott cast he really should be if drew if you're listening to this you need a you need to email in to scott cast and tweet me text me whatever let's I, I understand the tim and drew show sunk like the titanic but you know we're throwing you a life raft known as scott cast be a special correspondent you're very special in general he's a special man when scott cast gets too soft he'll, he'll be there to yeah do something he'll be there to make us look good and that's that's the point. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, a little just a little quick note beseeching Drew from the Tim and Drew show. Please, uh, don't die. Don't go away forever. We need you. the podcast world needs you. The podcast world does not need the Tim and Drew show, but the podcast world does need Drew and possibly Tim. Mm-hmm. Just not in that capacity. Not in the Tim and Drew show. Some people should be free willing wheeling. You know, and it works good for them. Mm. Other people, that's a dangerous thing, and you need you need walls of people curating the content that gets allowed to the public space. And let me be that wall, Drew. Let me be that wall that separates the genius of Drew from the mm, almost unacceptable parts of you for society. 
you know, I'll mm. separate the the wheat from the chaff. Is that the sure. chaff? Wheat from the chaff. Wheat from the chaffe. Wait a minute. I have a we have a we have a Scott Cast terminal here that helps us with pronouncing, pronouncing. words. Yeah. Let's see here. Define chef. Oh, okay. We're gonna go to Merriam-Webster. Chaff. 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 The wheat from the chaff, Drew. Allow us to bring your gluten goodness to the pod once again. Let me see. All right. So let's get to these topics that you prepared for us. Okay. The revaliant return of what's what. Are you excited? I am excited. I need to remind myself what we talked about. <clears throat> well, I can bring up the first thing. Roll easy. Headline news. Moroccan woman in UAE killed lover and cooked him. Mm-hmm. The woman served up her boyfriend's remains in a traditional Emirati dish like this, and it really looks delicious. It does. Like, I would eat that and lick the bowl. It's just uh, wonderful spices. And uh, rice, basically kind of like a standard uh, Moroccan fare there, Mm -hmm. it seems like. A traditional Emirati dish. The woman killed her boyfriend three months ago, they say, but the crime was only recently discovered when a human tooth was found inside her blender. She confessed to police, calling it a moment of insanity. The woman, who's in her 30s, will go on trial. She had been in a relationship with the victim for seven years... And she killed him after he told her he was planning to marry someone else from Morocco. Sneaky B showed up, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And said, fan favorite Ian Dixon, I'm marrying Sneaky D. Mm Mm-hmm. We're annulling whatever this thing is, and I'm going to go for Sneaky D. Mm Mm-hmm. Would you eat her? Or feed her to uh, the ravelment? If I were to do such a thing. Mm Mm-hmm. I wouldn't put bones in the blender. Yeah, I thought about that. Like, why did the tooth end up in the blender? Mm-hmm. You can't blend a skull, can you? I mean, wait a minute. It could be like one of those... There's this YouTube series where they say, will it blend? Mm-hmm. And it's all manner of things, like Game Boys, mm-hmm. sc- screws, uh, melons. I mean, you get a Vitamix, like one of the, the high-end ones. Mm-hmm. That'll That'll grind up almost anything. Maybe but, that was uh, the idea. I mean, still, yeah. It doesn't say what blender she used. I would separate the meat from the bone. Yeah. We're going to separate the wheat from the chaff for Drew, yeah. and you would separate the meat from the bone. Mm-hmm. But what would you do with the bone, then? Uh, I don't know. Bury it? Is that the thing? Make a little, make some furniture with it? That's what I would do. That would be cool. You know, a little bone furniture. Like I mean, it depends, throw. like, how how insane this moment of insanity was. That's what I'm thinking. Like, how insane were you? Like, were you really worried about being caught? Because then you would want to, like, pack it up with some rocks and dump it in a in a very deep lake or something. Here's what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. Like, when somebody murders somebody, like, they're doing it in cold blood or rage or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then they realize they killed someone. Mm-hmm. And... They don't know how easily that they're going to be able to get off with this. Mm-hmm. But if they go for an insanity plea, maybe they'll get off a little bit lighter. So they proceed. Okay, well, now that I'm here, might as well go full crazy. Mm-hmm. 
let's make some Emirati dish. <laughs> and then she fed it to other people. So she didn't want to eat it herself. Mm-hmm. And it seems like she just fed it to random people down the street. She just, just Pakistani nationals working in some like construction site or something like that. Mm. See, if I went through the trouble to prepare it, I would want to try it. Yeah. I mean, it looks good. Yeah. Looks delicious. I'm, but then again, it's probably a lot. Yeah, it would, it would be a lot. It's of, a lot of Emirati. Mm-hmm. You know, because how long does a human last cooked? I don't know. I know beef lasts if you cook it like four days. Yeah, not very long. It's not very long. You have to freeze it. And that would be kind of dangerous if you're trying to evade law mm-hmm. to just have it frozen in your freezer like a bunch of to-go. Like in Tupperware, like uh, I I was into that for a little while when I was on Reddit and I had a lot of a following a lot of subreddits. One of the subreddits I followed was called Meal Prep Sunday. And Meal Prep Sunday, the whole premise of it was you do a batch cooking on Sunday mm-hmm. and you pack it up into meal-sized Tupperwares. Mm-hmm. And all week when you need to eat, you just grab a Tupperware, eat it, and go. And the idea is... It eliminates decision fatigue and all that stuff, mm. so that whenever it's dinner time, lunch time, whatever, you just eat what you got, and you can prepare mindfully ahead of time. Like, oh, I'm gonna eat so much freaking lettuce, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna get my vegetables in. I'm gonna have fruit, and I'm gonna be a healthy individual with a with a healthy mix of protein from different plant sources. Yeah, stuff like that. So. You know, if this woman was thinking ahead, I feel like she would have done that. She would have, instead of instead of it being obvious and she's feeding it to everybody, mm-hmm. and then, like, she's grinding everything up super quickly to the point where she's forgetting teeth and grinders, and, or not teeth and grinders, teeth and blenders. Mm-hmm. Like, she's got a bullet, magic bullet, or a ninja, fruit ninja. And she forgot. She was grinding the head, making some head meat, some head cheese. and and she just forgot that what she was doing Mm -hmm. no she didn't forget what she was doing she 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 was just messy about it because she wasn't planning ahead and really that's the insanity that you wouldn't freeze all that excess meat because that's like like let's assume he's like a 150 pound man or something like Mm -hmm. that i mean i imagine that's i mean how much does a skeleton weigh how much does a skeleton weigh? 15% of the total body weight. So let's say he's 150 pounds times, you know, a small man. It's like 22 pounds. That's exactly what it is, 22.5. Wow. Are you sure you're not a science guy? You're a therapist? I know how to tip at restaurants. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> My tip is usually just... Uh, blow dart to the neck and mm. leave leave yeah you know and then they wake up and they don't know what happened it's, uh, it saves money so 22 pounds out of 150 so that's like a, still a, that's like a 100 almost 130 pounds of meat right there well organs are pretty heavy too organs um i mean well, you can awful. eat organ meat but that's yeah. just awful yeah <laughs> it's just awful no big deal uh, they, they she probably made a little uh Eraser had baby out of it. Maybe. That would be crazy. Like, she wanted to marry this man, right? Mm-hmm. And she loved him. And then the man comes to her 
And, and he says, I, I'm going to marry someone else from Morocco. Mm-hmm. Not you from Morocco. Someone else from Morocco. And she was like, no, not someone else from Morocco. And she murders him in cold blood. She wanted to start a family with this guy. She wanted to... She, she found it such a stunning act of betrayal that the only thing that could assuage... Assuage? Mm-hmm. The only thing that could assuage her tempest in her heart is murder and consumption. Like, if you... If I can't have you, then the whole neighborhood's gonna have you in a traditional Emirati dish. <laughs> <laughs> Hundred thirty pounds, and like what? Like you know, maybe a pound, like a big meal, a pound in each dish. That's one hundred and thirty meals. Yeah, it's a lot of meals. Like, do you think she got to just throw away the hearts and stuff like that? Can you eat stomachs? Can you eat? Is there any organs you can't eat? I think if you clean things properly, you can eat everything. I mean, probably like bladder is not very appetizing. Okay. Your gallbladder's just full of bile. I mean, I guess you could eat it, but it'd be gross. Okay, I found an article that'll help. We're we're trying to what we're trying to do here is we're trying to figure out exactly how much of this body this person ate. I found a little article. Is there any part of my <clears throat> body that's poisonous? Mm. The most porous, poisonous part of your body is your liver, specifically the fat soluble vitamin A that is stored there. Your liver stores it in a safe form. And releases it and its breakdown products in a controlled manner. But if you were to eat another person's liver, which is only about a kilogram, though, so it's not much of it. So mm-hmm. it's just knocking a pound or two off. You would make a rather substantial meal, and you would receive half the toxic dose in one hit. Whew. Vitamin A toxicity progressively produces irritability, delirium, and death. Okay, so she didn't eat... The liver, because it took three months to find her, find her out. Because that would be a good way to uh, support her her argument of uh, <clears throat> insanity, though, if it causes delirium. But here's the deal: she had to eat the liver after she decided to murder and eat a human being. Well, they would then have, the delirium. They would in. have to be able to <laughs> prove that that's what caused it. If she was displaying these symptoms, and then they found out that this thing happened. So is this more of an argument for like the the, the prosecutor being like, hey, any delirium? I she think has. actually like that's not a very good legal argument. I think insanity, you can be unfit to stand trial, but that doesn't mean there's no consequences. And at some point, if you are fit to stand trial, they can still try you. I don't think it's like, oh, you were crazy, so it's fine now. Like I mean, I'm not a lawyer, but I think right. I, I think there's more to it. Yeah, I don't think they're gonna like. I don't. I, you're right. I'm not. Neither of us are very versed in United Arab Emirates law, <laughs> 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 but I'm pretty sure the insanity plea in probably most governments isn't going to be like, oh, you were crazy when you ate that person, but you're okay now. Well, was it good? <laughs> Tell us a little bit more about it. I heard that human tasted like pig. I hear that's like what we're most similar to, yeah. Yeah, it's porcine. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was watching Hannibal, Mm -hmm. the TV series, and the thing they do is they they call eating people eating long pig. Mm -hmm. That's what it's called, long pig, because we're we're tall. 
Yep. Taller than most people. No, taller than most porcine uh, creatures. They're more stout. Yep. Bacon and stuff like that. So she did not eat the liver, but I wonder if she fed the liver to somebody. Like, how, like, do, do you think she even knew to, hey, maybe a human being shouldn't eat another human being for a reason? Besides morals, morality. That didn't seem to uh, factor into her logic, no. No. Okay, so maybe she was going crazy. Because, like, that's the first thing I thought of when I was like, well, mm. if we're going to eat somebody, is it good for you? Like, just even just, like, a small hit of that liver will kill you. Yeah. Because there's so much vitamin A. It's like the kale of human organs. <laughs> Is this one of those Scott casts where you just watch me <laughs> to wade through these topics yeah. with no regard for my own reputation? That's fine. Well, you kind of threw me a wrench there at the start. You were like, well, what if... Bronwyn did this. You're trying to, like, start feuds again. Well, I mean, uh, here's like, the oh, deal. Oh, remember when she beat you last time? What yeah. if we killed her and ate her? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> I mean, feud cast didn't go as well as I planned. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of the reason why was because by the time we got you and David in the same room to feud with each other mm-hmm. and... kind of liked each other. Yeah, you guys were just fans of each other. So you're trying to destroy yes. my marriage. So I'm going to destroy your marriage <laughs> and make you blame Sneaky D. I mean... <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm not saying eat your wife. I'm saying people have encountered a similar situation Mm -hmm. and that was their next logical step. Yeah. So if you're not going to eat your wife over this, I'm not. Okay. Good to know. (laughs) (laughs) Especially if Brownwood turns out missing (laughs) and all of a sudden, uh, Ian is, uh, seems well fed. Yeah. Like, like he's got a lot of energy. Like, huh? looks like you've been eating a lot of, a lot of protein lately. Yeah. So, uh, I, I don't want you to eat your wife. That's, I love that's Bronwyn. comforting. <laughs> I love Bronwyn. I would rather her be a person than be a dish of food, specifically. But I do think that I do think that there, there needs to be a little bit more tension in the Scott Cast universe. Mm. A little bit more. What are we leading up to? Because Scott Cast City is taking a while to dig. Mm. Like, I tried digging mm-hmm. in my backyard, but they just paved over it. Yeah. Because it's not my backyard, it's an alley. Right. And and we need we need more views. We need more subscribers. Mm-hmm. And if we are the only podcast hosted by a known cannibal, or co-hosted, mm-hmm. at least, uh, I'm pretty sure that'll be a ratings bump. Yeah. You know? Like, if you get arrested for eating your wife... I'm pretty sure people will like start checking out the podcast being like, did you hear that there's a guy in Hamtramck ate his wife over a podcast episode where she defeated him in a game of made-up points. Mm. Let's see what this guy's made of. Let's listen to the back catalog. I would be curious. That would if actually we- be like terrifying if if that's what drew someone in and then they listened to episode one. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, every 50 episodes. Oh, this makes sense now. <laughs> every 50 episodes, we talk about a disturbingly uh, morbid um, macabre topic. Hmm? Macabre? <laughs> macabre? Macabre? Macabre. 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 That's how it is. Okay, let's look it up. It's got an R. I think it's silent. I think it's macabre. macabre. Okay. Macabre. Macabre. I was closer. I don't think that's correct. I had the right... This is Google. Macabre. Macabre. <laughs> Macabre. Macabre. <laughs> but yeah, every 50 episodes, we... we Every 25 episodes, we do a game. So mm-hmm. on episode 25, episode 50, we did games. And every 50 episodes, so episode 1, episode 51, mm-hmm. now episode 101... We're going to have to keep that in mind. Yeah. We do a very macabre topic. This one, we're talking cannibalism. And we're not only talking... I think macabre is still wrong. We're talking a very... Macabre. Topic. (laughs) (laughs) And that's what this one is. We're talking... We're we're talking cannibalism and eating other human beings. Mm -hmm. You know? I mean, if people consent to it, would you... Would you have a person's steak? Like, let's say I died, I got hit by a bus, and in mm-hmm. my will, I was like, shovel me up, that's your gift. Mm-hmm. Put me in an oven, cook me to a fine temperature, mm-hmm. um, you know, with a little lemon zest. Enjoy, Scott, one last time. Allow me to become you. Yeah. Kind of thing. Like Christianity. You'd want us to, to grok you? Yeah, I want you to grok me as fully and completely as possible by allowing me to become you. Mm-hmm. You know, in Christianity, that's what happens. It's like Jesus is like, eat of my body, mm-hmm. drink of my blood. And it's because he wants us to become him. and he wants us to be vampires. Wants us to be vampires. And wants us to be, wants, wants us to partake of his resurrected body. And I'm the same way, except I'm more literal about it. Mm. Like, you know... It's not like an infinite thing where we have biscuits and grape juice. But, you know, I've got like 120 pounds of usable meat here. Um, let's have a barbecue. Yeah, I would eat people. You would eat me? Yeah. If, if I died? If there was an ethical way to do it and it was, uh, you weren't sitting around for a few days or anything. And it was like, yeah, as long as safety was in, uh, considered. And Can you voluntarily... <clears throat> Offer yourself. I don't think you can. I think it's like the necrophilia thing. It's like, uh, that's a no-no, even if there's prior consent. Here's some news. Victim of cannibal agreed to be eaten. Agreed. Didn't we do something, there was like a Santeria thing We were in one of the what's-what's? There was a Santeria thing. And Was there cannibalism? I thought there might have been. I know he was crazy. I know he's stomped on a pregnant lady that's the main thing i remember is 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 he was like pregnant lady there's some weird sex stuff going on yeah we need to realign your chakras i'm gonna stand on your pregnant belly and then and then you can do do some sexual favors for me or something like that mm-hmm. or before or after i thought maybe they ate something but possibly not. well anyways in germany a victim of cannibal agreed to be eaten in 2003 december in one of the most extraordinary trials in German criminal history, which is saying something. 
The self-confessed cannibal admitted that he had met a 43-year-old Berlin engineer, Bernd Brons, after advertising on the internet, and had chopped him up and eaten him. It was, he said, something he had wanted to do for a long time. I always had the fantasy, and in the end, I fulfilled it. Yesterday, German prosecutors described how he fantasized about killing and devouring someone, including his classmates, from the age of eight. The desire kept growing stronger, and eventually he advertised on the internet for a young, well-built man who wanted to be eaten. And on the eve of March 9th, the two men went up to his bedroom, and um, the engineer swallowed 20 sleeping tablets and half a bottle of schnapps before he cut off Brown's penis. Hmm. And fried it for both of them to eat. Oh, no. Bronze, by this stage bleeding heavily, took a bath. While Mewis, the cannibal, read a Star Trek novel. Hmm. So he ate his penis and took he, a bath. He ate his own dick. Ate it, he ate, along with a bottle of schnapps. Yeah. Some dick and schnapps. <laughs> <laughs> you never had dick and schnapps before? <laughs> A lot of people every night go home with some dick and schnapps. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a German thing. Uh, you know, you go to a club and you might get some dick and schnapps. Just not in the quite this way. In the early hours of the morning, he finished off his victim by stabbing him in the neck with a large kitchen knife, kissing him first. Kind of very sweet. The cannibal then chopped Mr. Bronson into pieces and put several bits of him in the freezer next to a takeaway pizza. You know, you can't you can't just have human day in day out. <laughs> you gotta vary it. <laughs> Over the next few weeks, he defrosted and cooked parts of Mister Brown in olive oil and garlic, eventually consuming twenty kilograms of him. Before police had some questions. Okay. So it's like almost 10 pounds. <clears throat> it's quite a bit. 20, yeah. It's, yeah. It, I mean, it's a few, it's a, more than a few steaks. Yeah. You know, uh, it's a couple weeks worth of food. Yeah. Next few weeks. Yeah. That's, that's him having people dinner mm-hmm. and normal people breakfast. Kind of. The unprecedented cases proved problematic for German lawyers who discovered that cannibalism is not illegal in Germany. No. Turns out. There you go. Uh, instead, they have charged him with murder for the purposes of sexual pleasure and with disturbing the peace of the dead. The accused, however, has a unique defense that his victim actually agreed to be killed and eaten. So you got to get that shit in writing first. <clears throat> well, you got to get it. Uh, there's a videotape. Well, there's a gruesome videotape of the entire <clears throat> event in which Brantz apparently makes clear his consent. What's uh? There's a word for, like, when you have an official witness. What are they called? Uh, an official witness. An expert witness? No, like, um, when you're signing legal documents, sometimes you need to get it notarized. Oh, You should yeah. have had a notary. You need a notary if you're going to eat a guy. Yeah. You know, it's not illegal in Germany. There you go. So you might as well go to a notary to be like, okay, this is the agreement we're making. Mm-hmm. Are you on drugs right now? No. Really, the penis. That's that's what you're gonna. That's the thing you. Okay. okay. And there it goes. And then the video goes up on YouTube. I guess I don't know. Brown spoke good English. He said, and since eating him, his English had improved. <laughs> okay. He also revealed that he is now writing his memoirs. By his memoirs, I'm not sure if he means his own memoirs or mm. the person he ate's memoirs. Yeah. 
trial continues. So, I mean, it's not unheard of that someone might voluntarily Mm -hmm. offer themselves to be eaten. It is a unique experience. Like, hey, I'm going to just come over to your apartment, eat my dick, and go to bed. And then you could finish me off with a pizza over the next couple weeks. It's a possibility. Yeah. You know, I mean, let me be clear. Since this is on record, I don't want to be eaten. I don't want to... I particularly don't want to volunteer to go into being eaten. I want to be cryogenically frozen. You said that right this time? I did? Yeah. Cool. I did good. Or maybe you just infected my brain and I... Now I'm saying it wrong. I don't know. Cryogenically? Maybe that is wrong. Cryogenic. Well, anyway... (laughs) We were looking up the news, and when you sent me that, I, I got, I don't want to say it's similar because I don't want to assume too much of these peoples, mm-hmm. because I don't think anybody knows anything about these peoples. We well, found another story from abroad. Another story from that abroad was, uh, that was macabre. Macabre? Macabre? I don't know. Anyway, I found another macabre story. Mm-hmm. A little bit of macabre for episode 51. You know, we're starting the Christmas season strong. Yeah. <laughs> We were supposed to do Scott Cast Saves Christmas. Instead, we're talking about cannibalism. There you go. You're welcome, Master Charles. <laughs> okay, so this is more recent. This is very recent. This uh, this news came out uh, t- just a couple days ago. And it regards a man named John Allen Chow, a 27-year-old from Alabama, who went to North Sentinel Island off of India as an evangelical preacher. He landed ashore with some fishermen, thanks to some the help of some fishermen. Mm-hmm. And he walked up the beach, you know, arms locked, holding the Bible and some good words mm-hmm. to, to spread to these people who have been isolated from the rest of humanity and civilization for the last thousands or so years. This is the most isolated tribe in the world. And they responded to his open arms by filling him head to toe with arrows and then just allowing dragging him across the beach with a noose and then letting his body just sit there as they left so they didn't eat him because because they just left his body on the beach unless they're doing some sort of like dry treating thing yeah but i mean they're a fascinating tribe and that's kind of what caught my attention i'm like i don't really mind that they uh, killed a man because that's kind of their thing. Apparently, this tribe used to number... It's Right now, this tribe numbers in like 50 to 150 people. And they are the last, most isolated tribe of people in the world. Like, nobody even understands their language. Nobody can talk to them. Nobody can get to them. They're just very violent towards outsiders. Because outsiders, they don't have a good history with outsiders. They're called the Sentinelese. Local media reports that Chow may have wanted to meet the tribe to preach Christianity to him. But on social media, the young man presented himself as a keen traveler and adventurer. Hmm. Well, uh, it sounds like he kind of got what was coming to him. Yeah, it's definitely, yeah, he's, he's definitely looks like one of these, uh, Instagram stars who's, mm-hmm. who, who kind of goes places for the photo op. You can tell he has a selfie stick. Um, he describes like, himself as a snake bite survivor. Mm-hmm. 
I love to explore, he told the Outbound Collective four years ago. So whether it's trekking through dense old-growth forests near the Chilliwack River on the U.S.-Canada border, or finding a rumored waterfall in the jungles of the Andamans, or just wandering around a city to get a feel for the vibes, I'm an explorer at heart. And he was killed by the Sentinelese tribal people after he bribed fishermen to take him to the island illegally. And why do you think it's illegal to visit this island of tribesmen? Besides, you know, getting pelted with arrows because they've been isolated from uh the rest of the world and you could kill them you can kill unintentionally them. with smallpox style yeah with just like common illnesses yeah go there sneeze on them and no more sentinelese yeah which is like you know what are they doing with their lives they're just a hunt- bunch of hunter gatherers you know they're not part of our capitalist system what are they doing to no. help us out it's a little crazy. We might need them in Scott Cassidy. That's the thing. That's the thing that I was kind of going towards. These Sentinelese people are essentially Scott Castigators in real time. Yeah. These are people who have determined that the rest of the world is an unholy wizard death trap. Mm-hmm. Because whenever they see somebody who's not them... They, they they go for murder. Like mm-hmm. no outsiders. Well, that's self preservation. I mean, we're all so complacent. We're like Kyle's up in here. We got people waiting hand and foot on us. Mm-hmm. You need uh, hear that, Kyle? You need something from the world. You go on Amazon and it'll be at your door next tomorrow. I'm so addicted to buying shit on Amazon <laughs> right now. I've recently discovered that you can buy pretty much any book you want mm-hmm. used on Amazon for like two dollars in free shipping. Yeah. Like, holy crap. That's, like, better than going to John King because you can actually find the book you want really quickly. Mm-hmm. Just type type it in. And, like, so, like... Except you're going to kill John King. I mean, I, I mean I'll mean, i go there and drop a dime. Mm-hmm. But if I'm looking for something, I'm going to... I mean, how, how can you beat... Oh, I want The Monsters of Templeton by Lauren Groff. Mm-hmm. Amazon, $2 later, done. Like... All within 30 seconds. Yeah. You know, how can you beat that? You can't. John King. They need to categorize their stuff. They do. (laughs) (laughs) It's just a giant fucking warehouse, and it's, uh, yeah. But, I mean, that that need for convenience is kind of what's killed the the Midwest, too. It's what drove the auto companies out. Yeah. That's why we don't make our own steel anymore. Because it's more convenient to buy it on Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> Goddamn Jeff Bezos. <laughs> so we need these skills, and these skills mm-hmm. aren't, aren't readily available in our society anymore. We, uh, we but need- also, we can't kill them, but we might by just having contact with them. So that's so a, like, what that's do a predicament. We, yeah. We need to, so would you think it's uh, more moral mm-hmm. to show up in like an armored hazmat suit and like force the secrets out of them? Like, how do you live? How do you live a hunter-gatherer life? What's it like? Mm-hmm. Like, show up in a space-age suit that that's, like, sterile, but also impervious to arrow and knife damage? <laughs> we need something like that. We Possibly need, fire uh, damage. We need a... Uh, like a bat suit. Yeah, what's, uh... What's that lady who went and studied chimps? Oh, I know who you're talking about. Like, she just lived with chimps forever? Mm-hmm. Because a chimp will rip your face off, too. They will rip your face off. But she, uh, chimps? she went and, like, eased her way in, and now that's, like, that's where she's comfortable. 
Goodall. Jane Goodall. Jane Goodall. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. We need a Jane Goodall. We need a Jane Goodall of the Sentinelese people. Yeah. Oh, but they also have to wear, like, a crazy suit. Yeah. They need to uh, somehow prevent themselves from accidentally murdering all these people. Which wouldn't be hard. It's 50 to 100 of them. They're all very angry and sickly already. Well, they could easily be sickly. We don't know that. Well, they're, they're definitely angry. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're, they have like a, a, That's the one thing we do know about these people. <laughs> we don't even know that. They have an instinct for survival. They have an instinct for survival. Maybe somebody very had come so. along before, and they half, have. Of, half of them died, that's and they were like, true. oh, we're not doing that again. That's very true. They did. They used to live on other islands. Yeah. Like, they used to be much more... They used to number in the thousands or something like that, mm-hmm. I was reading. Yeah. And now, they all, that, now they're down to, like, 50. Uh, so it's like, yo, nothing personal, dude, but fuck you. Check out that chimp. Oh, yeah. That'll, that'll destroy your face. Yeah. Easily. Yeah, that thing is basically, like, the most built... Like, that's just a normal chimpanzee, but it would shave down. And so you could see that muscularly, like on a muscular level. Mm-hmm. It's imagine the, imagine the world's most muscular man with bad posture and uh, possibly a bad temperament ripping your dick off and uh, feeding it to his friend, Bront. <laughs> 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 you know? Chimps are insane. So if somebody, if, 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 if just some random white girl could just live with chimps and mm-hmm. figure it out, I'm sure we could do it. But, you know, I think the only real difference is we got to make sure we don't give them influenza. Mm-hmm. That's really the thing. Goddamn. So this led me to a Wikipedia rabbit hole. Yep. Where I was looking at pygmy people. Mm-hmm. Like, I think somehow they were related to pygmy people or something like that. Or maybe just pygmy people were like an... I think it was... Like a related... Similar... Idea. Uh, geographical region. Similar like geographic. Yeah. Of. Yeah, yeah. Like, they were isolated tribes of pygmy people. Mm-hmm. And the idea behind pygmy people is, A, they don't like being called pygmy people. Mm-hmm. B, uh, they're called pygmy people because they're they're like miniature people compared to others. Like... Even, like, uh, the Titanic, for instance, mm-hmm. the movie Titanic, they had to make the Grand Hall, the where they uh, have all that famous that famous staircase and all that, mm-hmm. they had to make it a quarter size bigger in the film mm-hmm. because people in 1912 were smaller than people in 97 when they made it. So yeah. for accuracy, they actually made the set bigger. Mm-hmm. Instead of a, a set smaller, or the people smaller, yeah, because that's impossible. Well, you can do it with like Hobbit tricks, and stuff right. like that. Practical effects, Ian. Mm-hmm. So that's weird. Okay, did you know that um, <clears throat> Citizen Kane actually has more special effects than s- the original Star Wars film? You're shitting me. No. What what kind of special effects does Citizen Kane have? It's all like that kind of forced perspective stuff. So it's not like explosions and lasers and shit, but it's like literally just like camera tricks and uh, perspective. Like every shot, it's got to be like every shot. It's, if it's a lot, be. yeah. Which is why people like I've never watched it. People who know film like are like, oh, this is the greatest film ever. And oh, because anyone who watches it is like, oh man, this is boring as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, 
I don't. If want you understand how it's made, it's admirable, but it's it is okay. it's boring as fuck. Rosebud. That's all I know about it. Yeah. Rosebud. It, it was a sleigh. Oh, that's it. Mm-hmm. That's a big reveal. Yeah. You're gonna go. You're gonna. You're gonna. Was it known in its time as something amazing like that? I think it was pretty well received. Uh, what's his name? Orson Welles. Orson so Welles. That was kind of like his his big fucking deal. Okay. In terms of yeah, sheer like filmmaking and uh, <clears throat> method, it's it's an exceptional film, but it's not. It's uh not fun to watch no <laughs> it is a boring one it's not like star wars no or or the next scott cast movie the dictator oh i'm so excited for dictator oh like guys listening to this the dictator i was it was started out as a joke but i started talking with sabelle <laughs> <laughs> and we we kind of we kind of came to the point where you know it's a project to be able to do this and it'll require a lot of effort and arrangement and scheduling and stuff like that but it's a very possible that we could hire Sam Neill for like 2 days to film him mm-hmm. right and like that could be within a budget that we can raise mm-hmm. and we can actually make a Scott Cast movie with Sam Neill about Sam Neill's stuck taking over the world mm-hmm. and like i've got the equipment pretty much you know like those cameras i have they can make a movie so we're confident we can get sam neil do you think we can also get his duck i mean i don't want to say yeah because i i feel like the duck would actually be a harder get well the duck's gonna be like top cast here it's, it's, uh, yeah we're like we're like pulling from like Aflex files <laughs> I'm going to get, like, the best duck. (laughs) (laughs) And, but, yeah, like, if we, like, like raise a certain amount of money and 99% of the budget goes to paying Sam Neill to show up for two days and do, like, a few parts, Mm -hmm. like, where he's wrestling with a duck and, (laughs) 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 you know, we can make this a Scott Cast movie. Mm -hmm. And, like, we're constantly looking for ways to promote Scott Cast that has... Besides, like, hey, listen to our episodes. I think it's I think it's something we can do, and I'm really excited for it. So I want people to be I want people to remember that Ducktator trailer, remember that Ducktator story, and when we post a Kickstarter or some shit, just throw a couple bucks our way. You know, buy the DVD ahead of time. That's all it would be. You think Taika what YTD would donate his time? Yeah, like Taika Waititi directing Sam Neill, uh, the Ductator. He likes dictators. You know, I've got to tell you, I've got Taika Waititi. I've got Taika Waititi's entire career planned for him right now. (laughs) 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 Like he's got this Hitler movie coming out, Jojo Mm -hmm. Rabbit, which is going to be stellar. It's going to get him Academy Awards. You know, he's going to be able to do whatever he wants. And this is if he wants to secure his place in the zeitgeist of filmmakers. I've got a perfect plan for him. Get your Oscar, and then as soon as you get your Oscar, get the rights to do a miniseries between Jurassic Park and Jurassic World. And once that's done, or during, like, between seasons or some shit, come down to Hamtramck, Sunny Hamtramck, make The Ductator with Sam Neill, uh, a movie that's guaranteed to break all sorts 
of tropes and break all sorts of formats and and like I want to change what movie making can be. I want to change what a movie can do. Like Sabella and I were talking about how how we're going to execute as much as we want in this. And I'm mm-hmm. like the thing is, we just got to treat it like it's a brand new thing. Like what if what if literally we had droves of people coming to a screen to see something and like we could make it whatever we wanted it to be. Like that's the kind of format I'm working with. We're going to have little transition pieces. Have you ever watched Mad Men? No. Well, John Slattery, uh, the, the one of the guys, uh, he, he he just has this look about him, this, mm-hmm. this feel, like he's very New York peacoat, walking around fancy, too good for himself, too good for everybody, but still with an air of depression, and and uh, and still with an air of like sophisticated nihilism, almost, and. I was thinking throughout the movie, nothing to do with the plot. Like, there's going to be intermission points where people can get up, stretch, talk, stuff like that. And all it is is going to be following John Slattery through the streets of New York at Christmas time wearing a pea coat, looking forlorn through shop windows. Okay. Yeah. And, like, I think that should be interspersed through the movie. Like, it's it looks like it's a different story, different plot line, different everything. Mm-hmm. But really, it's nothing. It's just watching John Slattery around. Like and that's going to be fifteen minutes of the runtime, interspersed throughout. Okay. Just so people can stretch and kind of get their own bearings, because this is a crazy movie. We're talking about a duck that takes over the world. You know, mm-hmm. democratically elected, but authoritarianly reigning. And what Samuel does to both start and stop it. It's a beautiful film. So, anyways, pygmy people. Yeah. We were talking about pygmy people and how they're pretty much Scott Castigators. Mm-hmm. The reason why they're Scott Castigators is because they live in an environment a lot like what the Scott Castigators of the future living in Scott Cast City are going to be living through. The Scott Castigators in Scott Cast City are going to be living underground in like tight, small areas uh, because we're building everything with shovels. Mm-hmm. And we're not going to have a lot of vitamin D. We're not going to have a lot of any of that shit. And that's what they say made that makes the pygmy people small. They like they're hunter gatherers in the jungle. There's a lot of there's a lot of not a lot of vitamin D because it's a lot of, you know, fauna cover. Mm-hmm. And so they grow short because it's better to be small and uh, easy to move maneuver around trees and shit. Mm-hmm. And not having vitamin D does something so that calcium doesn't quite uh ma- whatever metabolize or whatever i don't know words about science i just know that pygmy people are short because they live in conditions not unlike scott cast city so just imagine small pale people uh maneuvering around like mole people Mm -hmm. and that's the scott cast city that's like the that's we need to study the pygmies yeah i'm saying like how do they survive what do they do what what kind of demands do they have? Is their liver so rich in vitamin A that we can't eat our fellow people? Because it's like another question that got raised to me about Scott Cast City was what are we going to do for meat and livestock mm-hmm. and stuff like that? Like, are we going to be vegan? Are we gonna are we gonna have meat and livestock raised underground with us? And I was thinking, you remember the Matrix? Mm-hmm. They had those battery pods where there was a living being, yeah, and like that 
that was the energy that powered Scott Cassidy. I mean, the Matrix. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I remember the Matrix. Well, now you know where I'm going with this. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking we're going to get cows and pigs and livestock and whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're going to put them in these pods. And we're going to drain their energy. And it's going to be a lot like uh, vegan meat, as close as it could be. Because these animals will never experience life or consciousness. They're just going to be born and raised in these simulations. And their energy is going to be sucked from them. And then when it's time to, time to eat, we're just going to trade, trade, one in, trade one out for trading one in. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll clone one, make it an energy pod, and then we'll butcher. And so you're saying a simulation is not consciousness? Well, maybe it's not even a simulation. Maybe it's just they don't even have any consciousness whatsoever. So we could just grow meat in a lab. Grow meat in a lab, like unconscious animals. So we don't need animals. We don't. There's because there's waste associated with that. Well, well, I figured like all that, all that could be energy that could be, you know, created using like you know life energy. Mm-hmm. You know, well, whatever, whatever it is, whatever energy the machines got from keeping humans on simulation. Like, that's the energy I want from the livestock. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's uh, <clears throat> a good model. Why not? Because it's a fictional film. Oh. And because, like, uh, I mean, you watch all these documentaries about how horrible the, uh, <clears throat> I, don't, I don't even know what you call the industry, uh, the meat industry. It takes a lot of energy to raise cattle like we grow a ton of crops it's a lot of uh a lot of energy goes into making like small amounts of food whereas just just growing crops would be more efficient i heard of that yeah like if you make a cow it's 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 like having like five acres of farmland dedicated to one animal or something like that like per pound yeah it's not even yeah Yeah, a steak is like a five acre product yeah so uh, I don't. I don't think we necessarily need livestock. So it's a vegan need, society. Uh, vegan society. I mean, we have been talking about cannibalism, though. Oh, we'll so eat like each other. we're gonna naturally we're gonna pass away, and maybe that's part of our culture is that we yeah, fucking eat our deceased. <laughs> <laughs> In that order. <laughs> well, well, maybe we should eat and then fuck. No, what's more disgusting? I mean, our depends what parts we're eating what would you do (laughs) (laughs) like you're ian you're making you're making the you're in charge of making pretty much everything. i don't have any desire to fuck dead things so i'm just gonna eat okay okay so so you you like there's gonna be like a section of meat that's not fucked (laughs) hopefully yeah (laughs) and like there's like a lower class of meat that's like pre-fucked meat (laughs) I don't think we should fuck our meat. I think if if we have a population that's like has these sorts of impulses that again kind of like my uh sacrifice in episode 1, we should have uh willing volunteers for that specific purpose. Okay. But I don't I don't think as a general rule that we should be fucking our dead. Well, then what do we do with our dead? Wait, can we as a general rule can we eat our dead? Yeah. Okay. What are we going to do with all the liver? Um, I'm Vitamin sure A capsules? What is I'm sure it would be good fertilizer, actually, for crops. Oh, okay. There's lots of iron and stuff. 
Yeah. Little cash crops. Yeah. Because people make crops underground all the time. Yeah. Or at least in houses and stuff. In Michigan, a lot more people are about to. <laughs> True. <laughs> How's my basil doing? I didn't even look at it. Oh, man. It's doing good. It's doing good. A lot better than in our place. You got you to gotta bring all your crops to ScottCast headquarters where okay. the sun shines every day. We've got minimal sun in ours. Yeah. You don't live in sunny Hamtramck. You live in depressed, dilapidated Hamtramck. Well, we just like... Your house is angled differently than ours. Yeah, and and we've got like five acres of open land right behind. Yeah, us. and yeah, and there's houses like three feet away from us in every direction. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that that makes it difficult. Just a little, just a little difficult. I'm surprised we've talked so much about fucking and eating dead people, mm-hmm. and we've yet to have a news break. Do we have one now? Nope. Oh. I just want well, I mean, to press the button. The whole thing's what's what, so it's kind of all news. Yeah, it's all what's what. Yeah, but that's different. That's. I thought that's when we what's said what? something profound. Oh, I'm not very clear. I need I need to I need to label these sounds better. Yeah. But anyway, so that's our that's our news really. Yeah. That we have gathered. Um, so we're pro ethical cannibalism. Pro mostly ethical cannibalism, kind of not really. Okay, we're we're pro cannibalism in the sense that if we're going to have an underground society uh, and we don't want to raise livestock at all, mm-hmm. like we're just going to eat human beings. Like you know, we're not going to make you eat human beings. No, we're not going to make you. You don't have to eat people if you don't want to. You know, you could be like a vegetarian and stuff like that. But if you're going to be a meatitarian in Scottcast City, you're going to be eating, eating the remains of. Uh, uh, the, your fellow uh, late Scott Castigators. Mm-hmm. Which is fine. Yeah. You know, just don't eat the liver. It's poisonous. Yeah. Too much vitamin A. Mm-hmm. You know? I wonder what Google thinks of me these days. Should we Google you? Um, no, not in, that, not in that sense. But I do a lot of weird Googling. Mm. And 100% Google fucking listens to you. Yeah. Like... The autocompletes I've gotten, mm-hmm. I say weird shit all the time, and I'm always talking about weird shit, and then I go to Google it. And, like, I'm, like, talking weird shit with Sabella or something like that, mm-hmm. and I go to autocomplete. I just type in three letters, and it's and it's just, like, uh, it's, like, where is cannibalism legal? <laughs> like, W-A-G, where cannibalism is legal. Something like that. And it just auto-completes. It just knows that's what I'm going for. Mm-hmm. It can't possibly be thinking, well, most people, when they type W-H-E, they're trying to figure out where cannibalism is legal. Right. Most people aren't doing that. No. Hopefully not. I don't think. Maybe. 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 You know, I mean, and I don't these know. These are strange times. Strange times calls for strange measures. You know? So... We're onto the more brainstormy part of the podcast. Mm. You know, we we talked a little bit about cannibalism. We, Before we get into to the brainy part, can I get some more uh, anti brain juice? Get some more anti brain juice. We need to brainstorm. Mm. Okay, so I'm always on the lookout for new content for Scottcast. New of ways, new ways to promote us without actually promoting our own episodes. Mm-hmm. And we've got the Ducktator movie in production. But before we get that Ducktator movie in full swing, I want people to be able to have 
an immersive experience with Scott Cast and all the things Scott, all things Scott Cast, all the topics of Scott Cast. And I thought the best way to do this would be to create a series of uh, games mm-hmm. for Scott Cast, not like the games we play on Scott Cast, but actual like video games, two ah. D side scrolling RPG video games racing video games you know choose your own adventure video games all doing uh all dealing in scott cast tropes and themes Mm -hmm. you know and i wanted to you know think of some ways we could do that like every like there's some limitations Mm -hmm. before we get going like everything's 2d Mm -hmm. i'm not a i'm not a crazy developer i just know that nowadays to be a game developer uh I'm a web developer by trade, and it turns out most games on like Android, iPhone, internet kind of thing Mm -hmm. are made from HTML, CSS, and JavaScript. Mm -hmm. That's just what that that's then that's the trade I have. And so I was like, shit. That means I'm like just a few. I'm not too far away from like at least stealing other people's games and reskinning them. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> with a scott cast theme yeah and i was like okay so what can we do and i've got some ideas i want to see like do you don't really play too many 2d side scrolling games uh, do you did you Not play really. pokemon uh no never played pokemon but i mean i, I grew up with the, uh, the good old snes and the nes stuff i'm thinking like a, like a mario ripoff yeah like how do you think a mario ripoff would look for scott cast um, well, it would be the, the it have to be like a Scott Cast City thing, like underground. It's in Scott Cast City. Like maybe it starts in Hamtramck. Yeah. Like that's the first level, sunny Hamtramck. Mm-hmm. And then you go into like a tube. Right. And then go down to Scott Cast City. Da-na-na-na-na-na. <laughs> <laughs> and there's turkey dinosaurs you gotta jump on and shit. Did we miss, uh, I, I texted you a thing about. Um, oh, you did. Charles, we did miss it. Charles Manson had. We have a, Charles Manson news. He had a plan for an underground, post-apocalyptic city. That's. I mean, he had a lot of time to think of that. True. Here's here's that's my thought about that. Like he had this time to think of it in jail when he was just carving this shit. This is pre-jail. Head. Oh, this is pre-jail. Yeah. Oh shit. Does that mean we're cultish? Uh no. I mean, I'm a I god mean, king. Sort of, yeah. We're going to live underground. But we're not, like, we're not compelling anyone to come. We're just like, no. yo. Um, I mean, we're, we're very charismatic. The sun is going to kill you. You can come along if you want. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're doing this thing. I mean, no guarantees, but it's pretty we don't want likely. You to, we don't want you to kill anybody. If you want to eat meat once you're with us, it'll have to be people meat. But you know, you don't have to eat people meat either. Yeah, you could just eat lentils. Yeah. We'll have raw lentils. We will have other proteins. Lentils, rice, human, <laughs> quinoa. You know, yeah, he had a he had a spot protein. picked out. Everything. Just Where's like his we're, spot? So we're we're looking at the salt mines. He he was uh, out there in Death Valley. There's a place called the Devil's Hole. I don't want to live in the Devil's Hole for the rest of my life. Well, it's a natural recess, and uh, I guess salt mines are kind of. The same way, I guess it's so a little it's, bit. I mean, so I'm saying there's there's precedent for this idea that we'll, yeah, we'll need to live underground. 
Yeah. Um, perhaps the source of that is not the most uh, reassuring for our purposes. But I, I, like, if you would have said something like uh, John Kennedy, it was like mm-hmm. you know we're going to build a city underground. But I'm saying if other people have scoped spots, and maybe we should consider some of those spots and see how they line with our needs. Okay, Google. Underground. Underground. I'm having a hard time typing. I mean, obviously the hub's here in Sunny Hamtramck, so... Under... Po- yeah. Death Valley's a long ways away. So we got Scottcast Arcade. And Scottcast Arcade, I I, I want to beseech... Besides Master Charles in particular, mm. he's a big time gamer. I want yeah. I want to hear some of your favorite two D games. I was actually going to make that recommendation. I thought he would be a good consult for this. Yeah, <clears throat> like you know, actually, he might be. Maybe maybe he wants to hand a little on on, on some of the artwork, or maybe mm-hmm. if he wants to submit something like that, or if he wants to check out some of the shit I'm stealing, I'll send him some files. Yeah, and uh, maybe he can be a producer on this thing. That'd be good. We can take advantage of his Twitch stream. And his and his fame. Heck yeah, that's all I'm doing on Scottcast. Is could like release a beta to him and he he could uh, stream it and yeah. Everybody be like, what the fuck is this? Scottcast man. Yeah. Dun 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 dun. dun. But Scottcast. We have to find a way to decopyright those musics, like change them just a little bit mm-hmm. to make it Scottcast music, right? And not Mario music or Pokemon music. I'm or thinking we could just I'm, do the uh, like the the villain Vanilla Ice explanation, you know? What's that? When he took uh, that bass line from like the Queen David Bowie Under Pressure thing. Oh yeah, but his is totally different. Yeah, because the David Bowie Queen one goes dun 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 dun, mm-hmm. and his is like dun 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 dun. dun. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Totally different. Totally different. Dun 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 versus dun 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 dun. dun. <laughs> exactly. There's a small difference in that, <laughs> and and it, and it matters. It matters to the catchiness of the tune. Like it, it would have been chaos if they switched. Neither would be good. Mm-hmm. So I want to make a few games for Scottcast Arcade. I don't want it to just be one random game themed like Scottcast. But I want it to be like all the classic games that mm-hmm. people love yeah. from their youth. Like I want to do a Pokemon that's somehow Scott Cast related, mm-hmm. where we're catching like turkey dinosaurs or some shit and mm-hmm. walking around Scott Cast City. I want to do like uh, like a, like a Mario platformer. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to do a choose your own adventure kind of guy that's more of a story. Okay. You know, like a Detroit Become Human, but two D. Okay. You know. That could work. And, uh, yeah, I expect that out, I don't know, a uh, couple weeks? <laughs> yeah. Something like that. Pretty ambitious. I'll get that developed. We need to get some artwork. Yeah. You know, by episode 53, a guarantee, we're going to have Scottcast Arcade up and running. And a Ductator Kickstarter. It's exciting. Got to have a bat nipple game. Bat nipple. A little, little bit of Dark Knight in this bitch. Mm-hmm. What would that look like? I don't know. Because we can't actually use Batman. No, but we can use his nipples. Mm-hmm. Would he be part, part? No, that's a different universe. Well, here's here's what happens. So you're bat nipple, right? You're mm-hmm. trolling through the streets of. You're, you're basically Hamtramck of like the Hamtramck Avengers. They don't know what to do with you. Mm-hmm. You're bat nipple. They don't know whether to tackle you against a dumpster or 
or, or call you for help, right? Right. So the Hamtramck Avengers, you know, sometimes they're after you, sometimes they're not. And what Bat Nipple does is he pops out of the shadow and uh, exposes all his nipples in their glory. And it freaks people out so much that they turn white and shit themselves. Mm-hmm. And then they pass out. And then he uh, throws them next to a dumpster for a Hamtramck Avenger to come pick up. We should have uh, unlockable content where you can um, see the panels from that that recent. Uh, well, I guess we would have to a little bat dick. For, yeah. Well, well, we can show bat nipples, Dick. <laughs> we'll just we'll just do a kind of recreation of it. Like, yeah. Uh, if you go online and you can look up bat dick, you can look up in Batman Damned. They have a panel of his dick out in one of the first editions that they immediately pulled. They pulled bat dick. And we uh, let me tell you, I love Master Charles, but I'm never gonna pull bad dick, not even once, not even a little tug, not even like a little curious thing. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, that's that's how we roll. So I mean, how do you feel about the Scott cast? This is a good Scott cast. Eh, it's uh, it'll do. It'll do the trick. I think it's a good Scott cast once I trim out the eugenics part. I feel like I'm usually like, man, what are we doing? And then it turns out all right. Yeah. So. I think there are some genuinely funny aspects, but mostly it's intriguing. This is the cusp. We're, this is episode 51, right? Mm-hmm. This is the cusp of us becoming great. Like, there's no 50-episode podcast that people are like, holy shit. Well, maybe there is. But... Not, nothing like us. We're we're long play motherfuckers. That's right. You know we're here. This is this is all pretty much legacy content, like the way I see it. Mm-hmm. Like we're broadcasting not for ourselves and not for the release, not even for Master Charles. We're broadcasting for billions of future generations to come. Who's going to be listening to these podcasts like a holy text? <laughs> you know, playing them over the speakers in Scottcast City and uh, gathering for Scottcast Mass. Scott Mass. There you go. All right. So, from all of us at the super colorful original telecommunicated transmission, otherwise known as Scottcast, I bid the adieu. See you later, Scottcastigators. That's it. That's it. <laughs> okay. <clears throat>